0: Citizens of the Verse. Today is February twenty eighth, twenty nine fifty three, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by the ever illustrious uh, Sigurd Olfsen. Hello, Sigurd. I'm just sitting here being illustrious. Thanks for yawning during the illustrious phase of the of the conversation.
1: Uh, just, just so inspiring motivation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the ever, the ever happy That's member right. of Parley house slash destroyer of orgs. Hamar, we were just in a conversation with him in our discord. Uh, and he, uh, I had mentioned, he was talking about having a whiskey sour and I made the mistake of saying, did you put an egg white in it? Um, to which he berated me about what we Yankees do, as, uh, as he stated. Um, uh, one, he stated that this would be more interesting than talking about lifting weights, uh, as our last episode discussed at the beginning. But two, um, because I couldn't remember, I googled and, hey Marf, just for you, for one listener alone, a sour does not have to require an egg white. It is an option, and it's usually an option found in a fizz of some sort. Um, There's a lot of different variations, but it's not required for any of those. Uh, So, anyway, (laughs) we're back at it. Um, uh, Seagard, what have you been up to this past week besides hearing about the difference between fizzes and sours?
1: Been playing as much as I can, Uh, working through the different patches. Uh, played a little bit with the vibe face tracking, um, did some, uh, kind of just playing around with different, uh, different items in the game, like how much, how much armor and and junk can you actually fit in a ship if you want to crew it and have the equipment stay on the ship and and all that junk. Um, and then today I did a little look at like missiles, actually just went out to one of the sites that, uh that NetMage had provided to me and was just kind of looking at actually playing with tables and graphs and trying to figure out how to do trend lines and stuff. But um, yeah, basically, I wanted to, you know, I was just using the missile data to do that. So I did some studying of the missiles in the game and basically how they function and things like that. So just some real quick stuff. But it was fun.
0: Nice. I am in the same mode as I've been. Really, holding off my PTU um, behavior in favor of a live build. It's starting to wear a little thin for me.
1: <laughs> gotcha. But, um,
0: yeah, I haven't been playing. I even, you know, every once in a while I consider playing, and then I just look to see if anyone's in Discord, and I'm like, nobody's in Discord. Never mind. Um and then i even considered getting sons of the forest and playing with some folks but i just feel like i don't want a game that's just,
1: we had a bunch of people on last stressing night. me out even flavius got on last night for a little bit
0: of course yeah the one time i don't look cuz i'm watching television yeah. stupid me <laughs> yeah. well hopefully we'll see some more activity with uh, 318 yeah, yeah. on a regular basis right um you know playing star citizen you know plenty of people play other games Correct. Uh, in our Discord. Uh, just, you know, looking forward to actually playing Star Citizen. Um, so, uh, this past week, we had a fantastic um, Inside Star Citizen. I, in my opinion, the best one this year. Um, I know it probably excites you and p- plenty of other people that we know in Parley House. Uh, we got a ton of updates around mining that should be arriving yes. in 3.19. Um, so the goal with the mining gameplay updates is to really try and future-proof mining as as a uh, profession. You know, uh, they first talked about how the mining gadgets were intended to help pre- beginners mine easier. Um, but then they ended up making some things a little too easy. I would also say, and my guess is, it was also probably a way to combat the fact that you can't add a mining laser to a prospector when you rent it. Um, but that's just my guess. Um, but yeah, they wanted to be able to create more opportunities for expert miners. Um, so first and foremost, all of, all of mining will essentially get a balancing pass, uh, with everything from mining heads, mining gadgets, consumables, as well as the minerals themselves. Mining heads now will be more focused on what type of mineral you'll be mining versus, um, versus not. So uh, the whole idea is just like everything else in Star Citizen—you're going to have to plan before your trip in order to make sure that you have the right equipment in order to get the job done. Um, they mentioned that they'll be adding a new mineable to be found in caves because cave gameplay and, and hand mining has sort of disappeared outside of prison. Uh, the the resource is going to be called Genolite, which was stated to be only found in caves and should be fairly profitable. Um, so. Remember to have that multi-tool with a mining attachment for cave gameplay in the future. Um, They also mentioned that the resource distribution itself is going to be adjusted so that things are only going to be found particularly when it comes to um, they sort of separated the types of resources to be like rarer resources versus like um, standard minerals and, and materials um, standard materials are going to be only found in certain places. So for instance, copper might only be found. And I can't remember if this is the one that he said, but might only be found on microtech or a portion of microtech. Uh, they're also adding iron as a ship mineable in the game. Um, and in addition to having localized sort of standard resources, asteroid fields will still be a place where you might find a variety of different minerals, um, but it'll be far less predictable. Um, they're also going to sort of pair certain rarer minerals with standard minerals that can be somewhat predictable too. So you might see, you might be more likely to see laronite with copper or something of the like. If I, if I heard that correctly um, I think the idea behind this or what they mentioned is really, this is about creating uh, a little bit more of a economy gameplay down the road and, uh, will be focused on crafting so that, you know, um, you know where to go to get certain things. And in some instances, you might not even be able to find the resource you're looking for without going outside of Stanton. Um, so a lot of this seems like it's going to have the economy gameplay behind it long term. Uh, they also made improvements to the mining HUD, both simplifying information, p- putting information near where it makes the most sense logically, as well as trying to make it more readable Uh, while playing and they made a lot of changes when it comes to um, multi-crew mining so that the mole is viable again. Uh, So originally they thought the size of the rock would make a big difference, but with the equipment and everything that they have in the game right now, uh, most rocks are completely achievable, but going forward there'll be a decrease um, to um, not resistance, um, instability I wrote resistance for some reason even though I knew it was instability when <laughs> using the mole because the mole quote unquote will because it shares a computer the mining lasers will um, be able to synchronize and they'll greatly reduce the instability whereas if you used three um, prospectors the instability will still be really poor um, so those were the changes at least that I have down for mining coming in three nineteen, Seigard. What did you think of the episode? What are your thoughts on the changes? I definitely
1: like the episode, and and I think the the changes are great. Um, you know, my like they said even in the show, mining is probably one of the more developed. Um, yeah, I don't say skill sets, but play loops. Right, it's it's very mm-hmm. well um, defined, and I think that uh, it cleans up a lot of the differences, just like they described. It makes it more logical now to have a four-person ship versus a one-person ship. It also makes it more um, uh, logical to work as part of a team, right? Um, It's that next stage of evolution, I think, that will eventually come to salvage, right? If salvage would be the same way, why would you take out a reclaimer versus a um or even in a uh, orion and mining you know mm. what's going to be the purpose it has yeah. to be significantly more economical um so i think i think uh what they're defining is very very good i also yeah. like the idea that they made um hand mining an actual profession now it's not just something you just kind of do um yeah if you wanted to go do it you could do it you could also do it as part of other mission types incorporated into your normal gameplay um you know like especially if you're a rescue guy you go rescue someone you heal them and you're down there in the cave anyway pick up a backpack of something expensive and rare and take it out with you Um, yeah so i i liked it i thought it was a i thought it was good um, I think it was a well done thing, and like one of the things I I conspicuously not mentioned <laughs> um, was, and I, and I say this, it, it's conspicuously not mentioned because I think it was deliberate, and I think it's out there already. <clears throat> we didn't see a mention of how tractor beams would be involved in that, and how you would transfer. Items from ship that currently don't have boxes, such as the the uh, the um, mole and the Mm -hmm. and the prospector. Prospector. How do you transfer those to other ships? Right. Yeah. So, I do think we're going to see the use of tractors. I do think we're going to see disengageable pods that come off. Right. And I do think we're going to see the. Um, what's the, what's the, uh, mining support ship, the refinery ship? Oh, the, um,
0: it is the MISC. Um, oh, I was, I just had it in my head. It begins with an R, doesn't it? The MISC. Oh man. Um, Why can't, can't I, I remember? I, I gotta
1: type it up now. I gotta go. I'm on the, uh, grid.
0: Oh, I'm already there. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, it's the, the uh... MISC.
1: It's not the Odyssey. It's not the Odyssey. No. It's a smaller supply ship. Is it MISC? I thought yeah, it was it's MISC. a MISC ship. It's not on the Matrix. The example. Expanse. Expanse. And yeah. there was a while back in the what was it? The email that they sent out for. Um, they sent out the you know the news email.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't with the, the jump point or something else.
1: No, but they had a picture oh, okay. and they said, what is this terminal? And it looked like kind of a refining terminal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to be on the, I think that's the hint is that they're bringing that ship out. Now I got to go look for that email.
0: Do oh, we man. think we'll see, do you think we'll see that? I don't think we'll see the expanse I, in 319, but do you think I, we'll see it I, this actually,
1: year? I, I think we'll see it this year. And I think we will see it in 319.
0: I have a funny feeling we're going to get a three twenty, and I think we'll see it then, personally. But you know who knows? I wouldn't be shocked if we saw it. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw it in three nineteen, um, especially since some of the newer ships are, you know, practically in development when they announce them. Right. Right. But I would much sooner see like if that if I if the Expanse is in three nineteen then that also bodes very well for ship tractor beams because that's a core way that, that the expanse actually gets the material onto the ship.
1: And I got to go find the email. Um, that's, that's my, my take on it.
0: Nice. I, I liked it too. Yeah, it was great. Um, my only thing, right. So the last time they did, an update and they talked about mining gadgets and they made it sound like mining was wrapped up. The thing that didn't, it concerned me, but clearly it shouldn't have cause they still added more stuff to mining. The, there's a few things that my understanding of mining, you know, I'm expecting to still come out. Right. And some of it is not everything will be mined via rocks what will be mined via veins in the ground and Correct. or within extremely large asteroids um so that's one component the other would be sort of like um other ways of mining larger rocks that aren't completely ship based you know where like you might be able to blast a rock but then um separate the the ore out visually i guess um I also think like just like you said the orion that's that should in theory oh I'm back to my catchphrase that I haven't been saying a lot uh that should in theory be a very large ex, you know ship experience, and I don't think just the i don't think it's just scaling up asteroids to meet it to meet the need of it is going to be enough and, or just having an onboard refinery that can filter things. I think it needs genuine additional gameplay that maybe they can introduce to some of the other ships as well and, or have a hybrid in between. Um, So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Didn't we vote on a mining ship? I think we did. Yeah. And it's an RSI. It should be an RSI coming at some point between a mole and an uh, Orion.
1: Oh, you know, that's a good point too.
0: I bet you we won't see that till next year, but we'll see. Well, but either way, I mean, very exciting. Uh, they talked about how it's going to plug into the economy. It feels like they're prepping for something. I, I think even this was one of the first times I watched a Salty Mike reaction where, yes, he was still critical because <laughs> he's <Right>. very critical. <laughs> And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But he was practically overjoyed and giddy by the end because he's just excited that mining is going to be a little bit more complex. And, you know, I think I think people who are good at mining will find it boring if there isn't a reason to be sort of an expert or a way to be an expert. And I think making it so that an expert needs to know what consumables they have on their mining head based on what they're looking for. Plus mining jet g- gadgets in case they find an extra large deposit of it. Plus knowing, you know, if they would need to take a multi-cruise ship, um, that kind of thing will be really cool. Excellent. How do I um, get you
1: a, how do I share an image with you? Uh, on this? Yeah. It would be on
0: discord. Okay, you I I send, send on you
1: discord I'll just send you a picture and uh, I found the image um, nice yeah so it's the, is it the one
0: where it was beaming up the the box
1: no not at all um, it is in uh, fact I'm gonna to go to discord right
0: now I can
1: put it in oh well you don't want to do it I'll put it in the uh, chat. Um, where can I put it under our general discussion under the yeah, podcast? Just,
0: just throw it in our general discussion. Yeah. In, for in anyone, the podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: yep. This is it. All right. So this is the image I'm talking about.
0: Oh, that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so if for you that can't see its is it, it is in the general chat, but, What it is, it shows a terminal, a yellow terminal um, up against some kind of bulkhead uh, with uh, orange piping going through it. And then it has on the left hand side, it has like a bar chart um, with vertical bars and something across the bottom and then two, I guess, 45 degree, actually 90 degree um, scales. With a needle kind of fluctuating from left to right, um, and then looks like four separate looks like double A battery kind of looking things at the top, kind of like a scale of activity going oh, on. Oh yeah, like I power re- bars or something. Yeah, I can't read the rest of the. I can't read the writing. I can't read anything else.
0: So but the she- dials, the dials read temp, min, max, <laughs> and RPM. And RPM. Okay. Um, I th- well, I don't think that ship-based Seaguard only because the descriptor that they used for that was something about being underground. So I think it was something uh, to do with the underground bunkers, and I have a feeling it has something to do with like maybe it's an underground refinery, um, or be. maybe it's some kind of atmospheric thing or some kind of mechanical controls like you know it could be something like having to do with missions where you might have to go to one of the new underground bunkers they're working on and shut off the machinery maybe some sort of industrial sabotage type thing who knows
1: yeah see what i see, i see the orange pipe and that always
0: reminds me of the in,
1: um yeah it looks like a mole right a mole oh that, yeah the pipe itself yeah is very misky the pipe itself right? is very misky um and i thought and I thought maybe that's going to be the the uh, uh, yeah not the Odyssey the uh, I can't even think of what it is now we just talked about oh the um expanse the expanse so that was my thought but I do think it's coming
0: I think it's it's definitely sooner rather than later I think they're trying to flesh out more loops as they I think I think what we're seeing especially the resource thing with mining. I think genuinely this is definitely having localized mineables is definitely a, in my opinion in a preparation for pyro so that there's a reason for industrialists to go to pyro and take that risk. Gotcha. Uh, there's most definitely going to be a high, high value mineral there. Let's just face it. Gotcha. I think at least. And then you have to hire security and everything and then you might actually have to have a flotilla because none of the actual ships can fly for very long without needing fuel.
1: Well, your 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 thought process is wrong, but it has merit. I can understand it.
0: <laughs> Why do you say that? I'll teach you. Oh, teasing you. <laughs> I was like so taken aback. <laughs> I almost almost spit out my wine. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> my th- That's the second last episode you did one of those too. <laughs> I completely disagree, but I can understand how you got there. Something like that. <laughs> um and then uh, last Friday we had an SCL. Uh, I didn't catch it live, which is good because apparently the live stream was a nightmare. Um, but clearly based on the clean footage that they were able to upload to YouTube, it was a Twitch issue, not a CIG oh, okay. issue. Apparently it was extremely laggy. Um, they had Will, affectionately known as the River Guy on. Um and interesting thing about they it was a kind of a hybrid of like talking about some of the stuff he's doing, but also like a little bit more about him. So he he's not just going to focus on rivers by the way, although that's been kind of his thing. I guess he wrote a dissertation in school on creating large scale rivers. <laughs> so that's yeah, why he sort started of started on that. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but he focuses on any phenomena that we generate on a planetary scale. And so he's, he's the person who can figure out how he figured out how to sort of take planets into a, a point where they could eas- more easily deform the terrain which enabled oceans and then subsequently rivers. Um, He talked about some of his river work um, going into 318 and and essentially, you know, how rivers and and are going to continually evolve with things like the cliff tech that they were able to create. Um, He also discussed how, you know, once rivers are sort of wrapped up, you know, they talked about creating, what he really wants to do is make planets even more systemic, where you know the biome of the planet is based on its positioning from the sun and other criteria like the size of the planet and the gravity, so that you might have very systemic weather patterns created on the planet based on a, a wide array of criteria, right. you know, pressure, etc. Um, that would be his dream. It's not necessarily a promise. It's just something he thought would be really cool. Uh, some additional. Things that they want to eventually add into the game is actual erosion, as well as uh, lava and volcanoes. Um, my guess too is if if we're gonna get terrain deformation based on things like crashes, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be this guy Will who's gonna be the one to figure it out because yeah. um, it seems to be he seems to be really good at some of that stuff um so that was what he they talked about the second half was with some of the members of qa i'll be honest in saying i i didn't really get a chance to check it out um but they were talking about you know getting out a certain patch
1: <laughs> right right I yeah I and we got to meet uh, some of the
0: members i didn't get to go through all
1: of all of it either the second one uh, yeah just he, had i just other stuff going on and it just wasn't possible
0: yeah, I apologize. I checked out while I was watching it. I finished the episode, but I checked out. I was doing something else. And then, um, you know, <laughs> because the live stream was really bad, I couldn't watch a Nuba Fire video of it because he had no idea what happened. Oh. <laughs> like it was apparently that laggy that he couldn't understand what was happening. Yeah, I was so, watching
1: uh, it on from the – I was actually watching it from um,
0: the YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Me too. That's
1: where I tip typically watch it
0: me too i was just like getting ready and cleaning and stuff and i was listening to will um and then by the it was sort of like sort of like i i must have been like listening to will and everything when i was drinking my coffee and or on the toilet or something and then i had to like clean and get dressed and i completely lost track of what was going on something like that I I met my friends for brunch on Saturday and that's why I was into to it. (laughs) That's cool. Um, But uh, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, not the most exciting, not the least exciting. It was probably middle of the road. You know, we learned some stuff, nothing too crazy. I think if Will has his way, we'll have a lot of uh, – my key takeaway at least is if we've got people like Will on the team who are thinking this way, then – maybe just maybe our pipe dream of entire systems being made really easily. Isn't that hot? Isn't that unrealistic? Right. Right. So we'll see at least the ones that we might be able to discover on our own that are new systems. Um, so we shall see. Um, what'd you, what'd you think? Any, anything else, uh, take away Parts from that I episode. Watched,
1: I liked a lot. Um, you know, it was interesting to listen to them. They always have a good, you know, a fun banter, and it's kind of it's kind of neat to see, you know, someone who kind of took his approach to get to where he is. You know, it's uh mm-hmm. and I, all like I kept thinking of is that, you know, when I was a kid, back in the Civil War, you now back, back, back <laughs> the, you know, getting out of college, it was expected that you know when you went into a company, you'd be there for life, right? Yeah. Um, and his generation, he'll do this for a couple of years and then he'll switch careers. He'll either switch to another company, but very possibly he'll switch to another career too. Will he stay in gaming? Will, you know, he's clearly a, um, a smart character. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you could see him doing some kind of geographic mapping, real world, exploration based, um, you know, for undersea mapping or something. Right. I mean, Mm-hmm. Satellite data, you know, interpreting it. Um, yeah, because a lot of that imaging you see on from satellites is actually uh, it is not optical; it is data collected by various sensors overlaid to yeah. create an image. So yeah.
0: um, he did talk about one thing I didn't mention is they did sort of talk about how complex Earth is going to be when they get there, um, and how. You know because of the fidelity and the expectations that the game has created it can't just be you know they got to figure out a way to do it in a way that's meaningful because right. you know they they mentioned microsoft flight simulator and how you know that works so well but um uh so well but like at the same time that's meant to be from a high level um my guess is they'll try and find a way to make it like a little bit like a lore reason to sort of deform some places and or make right. it make. I think that'll be one of the exceptions where there might be some really strict no fly zones. Mm-hmm. I would imagine at least yeah. at initial launch. Um, excellent. It was a good episode. Good week last week. This week. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we're actually going to see monthly reports for February, so uh, take a look at those if you uh, if you like reading those, because there's some really good nuggets usually in, in the monthly reports. And then Thursday's episode of Inside Star Citizen is going to feature a, a white box tour of the interior of new underground facilities that were showcased at CitizenCon 2952, so that should be interesting. Um, and then Friday, our, our star citizen live will feature Mike Snowden and members of the VFX team discussing their work. It doesn't seem, I don't, I didn't notice if they put any questions out for that or if it's just them talking about it. Cause it doesn't say, you know, there's not a link for the, the place to submit questions. So it seems like they're gonna, it'll be more of a getting to know you and what are you working on? Very similar to uh, last week's episode. Uh, but still, good stuff. Um, now, if you can't tell by now, it is um, three hundred and eighteen is still in uh, OpenPTU. and I don't know. They're putting out patches like crazy, but it seems I, 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 they said it's the final kind of push, but I don't know. Do we see an end in sight?
1: I don't know. Uh, you know, it's been playing very well for me. I just don't know. Um, you know, I suspect other people are having, you know, some problems. I'll say would have pushed it out. I mean, but it runs very stable for me. know yeah. so, Runs very good. Um, I mean, everything. And I'm doing face tracking. Now, I have to caveat. that One thing I'm not doing is I'm not doing a lot of the missions right? I'm generally flying point to point, buying, selling, using terminals and things like that. Yeah. Missions may be where the problem is at, and I'm just not aware of it. Right. Um, ship wise, I think that my experience with the ships is that they're working really well. I haven't had, um, and even on the stations, I, you know, I haven't been falling um, through the floors and the elevators or being killed. You know, I've, it, it's very stable for me. The trains aren't jittery, um, which is one of the things I always hear about the trains overlapping. I haven't seen that in weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't remember the last time I saw it. Um, it it looks and feels very very mature right now for me. But while I don't have a hugely powerful CPU, I don't have an overly old one either. And I do yeah. have 32 gigs of, or yeah, meg uh, gigs of RAM, um, and I do have you know SSDs and uh, a 3070 uh, and you know Nvidia card. So it could be those factors, right? That, that I might have enough horsepower to push through that. I also have a very good connection, um, but you know face tracking is working and. You know, all the peripherals that I have, my, you know, stream deck using the buttons and voice commands with HES Voice Pack, it's all working seamlessly, and the game's playing great. So, yeah, you know, my only problem right now is, and I saw a good argument for it the other day, was uh, I kind of wish we had a one SCU box. <clears throat> because uh, I think it, it, I think it's a piece of the gameplay right now that would be very useful for everybody. Uh, it's something that you can't carry in your hand, but you can latch to a
0: cargo grid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. hopefully the. I hopefully they'll have contain. I mean, I think the goal is to have containers eventually right. that we can utilize more. It's just not quite there yet. We have the one, the smaller one, right? The what is it, an eighth? Yeah. See yeah. Them? Exactly. Yeah. So like if you're doing a kit,
1: if you're doing a mission, um, in a Mustang, you can still shove it in the, in the tube, which is basically a cargo container with open ends until you close up the bottom. You can do that. Um, but if you're doing a, uh, if you're doing it in the Aurora, you can't stick it to the bottom. So you have to carry it inside the ship. So if you're, if you're doing three boxes you got three (laughs) of them stacked in front of your bed, um. It's a little immersion-breaking. It would be nice to just be able to grab a box, mm-hmm. stuff the three of them in there, and shove them underneath the bottom of your ship. Or even to carry armor down there, right? You want to carry a heavy set of yes. armor for cold weather. You know, you put your exploration suit down there and drive around in your normal MacFlex flex or whatever you're wearing that day. Yeah. Um, medical supplies, food, things like of that, that nature. So... so. 100%. But I, yeah, I, I read it as very, very playable and I'm unsure why it's not out.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm guessing because even earlier we saw Netsmage, um, in, in, uh, Parley house, I guess he's still fell through an elevator. I think a lot of it has to do with the game loading in and making sure people aren't just moving around. And I think, I think their fear isn't for. The people who are testing the PTU so much as the people who are new to the game and won't know any better, maybe. Right, right. I, I'm no longer going to put a guess on when it's coming out. Um, I want them to just get it out being good, you know. Like we have we have 319 coming up, probably sometime in the Mayish area looks like it's going to be a little smaller patch potentially. Um, but you know, I just want the game to be good when I do play right. so that I don't rage quit and then not play at all. Right. So what are you going to do? <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, so for tips and tricks this week, um, we didn't receive any. Do you Sigard have any tips and or tricks? Um,
1: tips. Yes. Um, I was, I, and, and this actually I learned by watching a video. It was one of Kate and
0: wills. Oh, nice. Um, one of their big, their videos have likes, been
1: amazing. They really are good. They had a, an amazing battle sequence. Yep. Um, You know, it was a full battle, one team defending, one team attacking. Clearly, there were some tactics here. Um, There was certainly a a recognized pattern that I wouldn't find super unusual in a actual military fight. It it would have been very close to what we would call counterinsurgency battle. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: You know, one side's observing the approach of the enemy through different avenues and funneling their forces to take the one where the enemy scouts are coming through or trying to penetrate, um, you know, and uh, it's, it's pretty common, but it, you know, they had lots of guy, guys and gals, troopers, we'll call them troopers sitting up on high points, watching for aircraft. Mm-hmm. And then they had, you know, multiple rail gun, you know, rail shooting simultaneously at individual targets uh, which is exactly what was done in uh, Mogadishu against the helicopters, right? You have a low accuracy weapon, but you fire bunches of them at the same time. And between the luck of the four or five people shooting, one of you happens to hit it, right? You just kind of shoot the sky and hope he runs into it. Uh, they were using ballistas, they were using the hammerhead. Actually, the hammerhead was floating over the objective. In, the, in defensive mode and the ballistas were protecting the hammerhead while it was gunning down fighters and shooting things on the ground. It was it's very slick. And then they had a lot of troop um, engagements at the end where the troops had to get to a central objective from both sides and they were gunning it out at, you know, 200 feet, hundred feet, and then close range with grenades. It was very well done. Um, and what I came away with is a, uh, uh, what i came away with was that they were really uh, really trying to what do you what do you do it they were uh,
0: that's my roommate teasing
1: oh okay i thought you were like <laughs> come on go, go. so anyway what i came away with was camouflage um so everything it was at night but the targets were dark which is actually how it appears um everything's very dark but Typically, movement is what catches your eye, and depending if you have an all-black uniform, it actually may make you more visible at night, because you're a different color black against the background. But with the mist and everything, and the color of the ground, the gray armor seemed to be very effective, uh, especially as they got more and more ice buildup up on them. They started to really disappear. Um, the other thing I didn't know is like the Spartans had very low visibility. They were very hard to pick up. So they had all these, you know, ballistas moving in from the attacking forces that were hard to see. Mm -hmm. Um, once they saw them, they could kill them with rail shots by guiding shots on. They would take a shot where they think it is. And someone would go, oh, you're short. Add, you know, add a little bit. They'd raise the shot. Oh, got a hit. Fire again. Hit. You know, until they blow it up, most of the time they are disabling it. And the troops would get out of it and have to walk it in. Uh, sniper shots, they were doing at 2,000 meters, which is a long ways to shoot. Uh, but it was impressive. It was impressive. So I came away with the camouflage and started looking at what uniforms I would choose. And I have to admit, I would probably go with something a little bit blue-gray. Uh, mm-hmm. But gray versus a white. Where a black is probably a better color choice, um, even with camouflage, I think the gray or a tan could be very effective. Uh, the more earthier the tones. Um, yeah. So that was my takeaway. The next thing, uh, the next tip I. By found the way, was I watched that, that
0: exact same one. Did you? It was well done, yeah. wasn't it? They are there. It's so. Um, it's amazing to see how coordinated, but also because. They're trying to win, right? So, granted. Sorry, I'm interjecting while you're you're talking about this, but granted, permadeath isn't in the game. But the way that they score points, so what they've been doing is they've been controlling locations, and the person, you know, the the team with the greatest number of people in a certain zone alive by the end of a certain time, an hour, I think it is, wins, and you're not allowed to rejoin after you die. So everyone's less, they're more reluctant to take risks. Right. You know, they're trying to do everything very deliberately and you know, it, it shows the potential of what this will be like when permadeath is real. Right. For sure. Sure. Because it's just amazing to watch.
1: Right. And it's, you know, there's so many things there that are, that are, you know, and I used to do this as a battle captain or as a deputy three in the armor battalion. I mean, this is, (laughs) <laughs> what my bread and butter was for probably the better part of 12 years. Mm. Um, you know, of, of laying out these plans, you know, you get together in a group, you lay out these plans and then you apply, where do I want to kill these guys? Where do, To kill them here, that's where I want them to go. And I'm going to kill them here. How far away do my weapons have to be to effectively do that? Well, that's where I need to put my troops. It may yeah. not be on the hill, that looks so obvious. In fact, if you have... If your weapons are shorter range and your enemy has longer range weapons, I'm actually going to defend on the backside of the hill so that he has to come over the top within my range and the fight's fair mm. at that point. And he's silhouetted. <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's all these little things that... You could see the potential was there. And I took away the camouflage as a big one, right? Camouflage was important of this. They were really putting a lot of effort into seeing things. Um, mm-hmm. And then as a quick segue, I did, I wonder how I could get armor onto the Corsair. You know, what's it going to take to equip it? And I went out and bought a bunch of armor, and I said, I'll buy two gray ones, and I'll buy two of these other white ones, and I'll tr- or four of these, four of each, four sets. And I'll mm-hmm. get, you know four submachine guns and four rifles and I'll get the ammo and I'll get the food and for four people and then I'll load it into the Corsair and uh, you know I was going to try to put it in the lockers um,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but I put it first into the ship inventory did move all and only about uh, four four outfits could actually fit and then it filled it
0: oh wow (laughs) yeah it filled
1: very quickly so I soon had a big box of junk in the back of the cargo area Um, (laughs) so i started looking into how what ships have different size interiors for storage right um yeah the only thing i could tell you is the tip is it's a factor right it is a factor if uh, it'll be a factor in mining if you plan on pre-equipping your ship with stuff for people to use space is a limitation and you need to be prepared for that. I don't think you're going to be able to carry a warm weather suit and a cold weather suit.
0: Yeah, no, you're not right. You're going to have but to find you'll you'll know where mix. you're going to get you know where you're going to get the resource you're going for if it's a hot or cold temperature Correct. environment. So you know in your hangar which one to choose. Correct,
1: and uh, it means you're going to be repetitious for a while because the investment, right? Um, so anyway. So, and that, you know, that led a little bit to my question of the week. So, but that's where I'll stop. Cause I've probably oh, nice. droned on forever.
0: No worries. Uh, yeah. Um, that was very interesting. Well, and the, you know, it's interesting too. I think what, what Kate did was she went and put now, granted, these were, these were when they, she, when she was doing the sort of like stay on the ship series in the, um, in the same ship, the uh, Corsair, she went on board and put the quote unquote uniform in the rooms, in all of the personal storage lockers in the room that, you know, not the right. lockers, but the one that has the inventory. I right. don't know if she was able to put anything else in there. I, it looked like the players were th- kind of like dropping the guns on their beds or whatever. Right. Um, so, you know, they're sort of like gaming it right now, but they did have crates in different locations one in the f- food hall with all the or the mess hall with all the food and water in it and one in the armory area with all the armor in it and then one in the cargo area with other stuff in it too right so long term obviously that that'll be different but absolutely um, the other thing i was thinking of what you mentioned you know even mining And the cold suit, warm suit, you know, right now we can fly wearing those. We're not going to always be able to. That's going to be too bulky for your flight seat. You're going to have to have a flight suit. And so certain ships might not have the capacity to even hold, you know, a larger suit. Right. Um, So even that will be a limitation. Like it's really, you know, we think about how... Larger ships are going to be encouraged in game. Like, you know, I I hate to always go back to it, but, you know, I look at the Carrick and that ship is going to have a lot of adaptability compared to a Connie because of even just how many st- suit lockers they have. Right. Um, and also the cargo, like, you know, the garage and ship in the, in the Carrick, don't take up any space the, you know, an URSA on a Connie diminishes its cargo. I feel like they're going to have to rework that to a degree because they're still going to need some cargo space for supplies. Um, so they might right. have to increase the size of that somehow. Yep. Yep. That was kind of one of the,
1: that's all leading to questions i actually ended up with two questions but uh but one of them is tied directly to that and the other one's kind of tied to that
0: (coughs) excuse me (coughs) so uh that brings us to for science So if you were worried that Chekhov is no longer alive, he did submit something that he did for science in our discord. Uh, so he's contributing to the show at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he uh, posted that he was able to fit a misc razor in the back of a Cuddy black um, and then shared a video. Um, so if you are part of our discord, you can find that video in the for science section. Um, it. Wasn't necessarily the cleanest fit per se, but it did fit. So it depends on, I wouldn't consider it a fit personally based on that, but you know, a lot of people do. So thank you, Chekhov, for your contributions for science this week. Um, what about you, Guard? Anything for science? Um, in a way, the, uh, equipment stuff actually sounded more for science than not.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, one is uh, the Corsair. Quite a few weapons there. Uh, the weapons rack mm. worked real well. Um, and
0: were you in three eighteen tra- or three seventeen five? I
1: was doing this in three eighteen. Oh, uh, nice. So I was, I was actually uh, a couple guys were watching me, and I was able to stack weapons in the in the racks pretty easily. The uh, but across the top, there's always the pistol. Area right. Mm. Um, you actually over each rifle, you could put three pistols. So yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting and a neat little tip. Um, use the weapons in the the tip would be use the weapon racks to get stuff out of your inventory. Right. It, mm. it just is one of the you know it's one of the ways you can do it. You can't do suits yet, but you can do that, and you can do food and things on a counter or in a closet. Mm. So because I I really wanted to see what it takes, you know, for four days, basically four meals, four waters, you know, medical equipment, you know, and four people with armor to be in there.
0: Right. How so, amazing will it be when the kitchens in some of our larger ships or even smaller right, ships right. work? Because, you know, some of those look like food printers. Um, so I'd imagine it's really about having the supply I'm sure they'll eventually make like a place where you'd actually put like a quote unquote food mush, you know, right. Where it'll come out sort of like on the, um, on the show, the expanse, not the vehicle, um, where their food is sort of, it's not 3d printed, but it's sort of like a combination of like oats and yeast and flavor and things like that to, to kind of like chemistry, something that tastes real. Or, like, what it's supposed to taste like. So I feel like that's what we'll have on our ships, too.
1: I like that. If you can do that, though, you can just do it in your suit.
0: Yeah. I doubt they'll do that, though, for some reason. I don't know why. They got to find a way to do something, because if you're starving and you're out of, you know, if you're on a oxygenless planet, they did say they weren't going to have, like, water and food tubes in your suit, I thought.
1: I just I just watched a show the other day of a. I don't know you ever watched Top
0: Gear. You ever watched Top Gear? I haven't, even though Jax McCleary is based off of Top Gear. Yeah.
1: So there's a one of the characters there. Uh, he's an actor. I they call him Captain Slow, but he was just went up in a YouTube spy plane. A YouTube, a YouTube, YouTube spy plane, which uh, is above. Uh, gets to the point where your blood can boil, right? You effectively oh, wow. start to transition. Uh, to outer space or to orbit Um, Mm -hmm. low orbit anyway Uh, so at that height they have to maintain pressure on their system so they need a pressure they need a actual space suit to do that and they were actually drinking and eating through the helmet with Mm -hmm. a gasket and they had like a tube with a uh, hard pointed straw and they would push it through the hole into the helmet and suck on it that way um, uh, and, and, you know, also kind of funny was he had an itch and they were discussing, they're actually flying along and they're discussing strategies around, he's got an itch on his face. You could tick stick tube to there and try to scratch your nose, just squint your head the like inside of the helmet, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah. So that led to another question, by the way. That's the other question I had I was working on.
0: Oh, Nice. Yeah. Well, um, that brings us to your question. So this week I shan't forget. All right. So last week Seaguard, you asked, um, we have AI on stations and ships, but outer space is relatively empty. We certainly don't see a lot of NPC cargo and civilian traffic flying the trade lanes, landing, taking off, refueling. How important do you feel AI civilian traffic is for immersion? Um, So first up we had via text. And this was the same anonymous texter from before. And it actually turned out to be N Z from He's been playing with us lately. Yeah. Yeah. He's been
1: playing with Um, us. He's a great guy. I
0: invited him to join us whenever he wants, by the way. Good. Good. Um, But he said, to clarify my last answer, yes. Uh, So this was last week where he mentioned, you know, NPCs that he'd like on the ship. He said, I'd like an NPC accountant, a.k.a. a purser on my ship, as I run trade around the verse with the benefits I mentioned, which I think had to do with sort of like more beneficial trade routes and or maybe That's some good idea. hot commodities that are going on. Yeah. Uh, and then he followed up with, for this week, yes, I would like more traffic and the ability to interact with NPC traffic. Maybe pay an NPC, shri- uh, I don't know why I'm saying shrip, uh, may, I no gummies. I promise. Um, maybe pay an MPC. I just, you know what it is. I just look at screens all day, as as many of us, I'm sure, do. Yeah. And I, just my brain is no longer there. Somehow we record a podcast every every weekish. Uh, anyway, Yeah. Sometimes. Hey, listen, we're on three this month. That's pretty good. Last year, it's not so it's good. An improvement. We're good, man. Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe pay an NPC ship to take my freight from point A to point B, and I could watch the whole process or provide protection for that NPC ship. I think there should also be more traffic between planets and stations like the traffic that we see on area 18. Uh, totally agreed. And I think we will see that by the way, um, yeah. honored heretic said, Oh dear God. Uh, th- these are all Discord responses, by the way. Oh, dear God, I don't want to deal with New York traffic at every space station in Stanton. Um, Skyguard said, I want some traffic so it feels more alive. Make things interesting. Psychosis said, I think it needs to happen eventually to make space feel more, quote, quote, lived in. Drowes said, definitely need more interaction with AI which we hope will be added over time. I think the immersion is needed to feel like a lived in world. CN fries said very important for say pirates and for more, a more realistic game. Uh, JD Boone said very necessary for immersion. Uh, S Gateman said, I see an opportunity for piracy and for those looking to safeguard trading lanes to say if a player attacks an NPC, then a mission goes out requesting assistance. That would make the world feel more dynamic than it is now. I also see a potential opportunity to sneak aboard NPC ships that have landed for cargo and either steal the ship or get a free ride to a different port. Mr. Tim said, Chris has said that players will only be a small percentage of the traffic that is coming and going from places. I've seen an NPC get on a train once in PTU, and it blew my mind. I'm all for NPC traffic. It would feel more alive in the verse to be leaving a station and have an incoming NPC flying a loaded Caterpillar um, come over my (laughs) comm, saying, attention, loaded cargo ship inbound. Please keep a wide berth and make way. Thank you, and fly safe. Yeah. Canuck 2099 said... AI traffic helps a lot with the feel of the game and is important and necessary. That said, it should never interfere with an IRL player's ability to play the game. For example, an important spaceport or trade hub should look busy, but the AI should not actually be taking up landing bays and preventing IRL players from landing. Right. Right. Um, okay. Uh, new player here. So, or at least new respondent here. Uh, Davidus Alpha said, uh, I was like, David I USA Alpha? <laughs> no, it's Davidus <laughs> Alpha. How important? Very important. Right now, other than the odd player craft, all we have is a scattered UEE Navy presence. Stanton is purported to be a major hub of business. Where's all the heavy cargo haulers? Imagine if we had AI ships carrying cargo from Microtech to Crusader. Opportunities for escort missions or piracy, or both. Right. Um, so those are the responses. What What are your thoughts, Seagard? Do you care?
1: Yeah, I I, 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 do. I think I, I think that there, the level of traffic um, does provide an immersion. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you can't board their ships, you know, you could at least, you know, you have to avoid them. Avoid hitting them, right? Um, yeah. And you know, for you know, the pirate guys are right. If you want to actually shoot one down, um, you can now at least look at the salvage, right? And you could also spill cargo out of it. It doesn't necessarily need to be um, a massive amount, but it's something that gives you um, a, an ability to do something. And and these are you know, let's face it. We already have AI traffic in one form and that's in the, you know, please halt your vessel. You're being scanned. Mm-hmm. scanned. <laughs> right? I mean, well, I think we could also have a ship that goes by and says, Hey, you know, safe journeys, captain, you know, or get out of my way.
0: <laughs> <somebody> yeah. <laughs> right?
1: um, yeah. It, <clears throat> and I definitely think it, I do. I do think it, it makes a difference. Right. Yeah. Um, it does, you know, it's gonna drive the level of um you know, interaction out there in visuals. I, you know, people right now literally will go to an airport and watch airport airplanes land or use a camera mm-hmm. and watch airplane land. It's called plane spotting. Yep. But there's even people who do that in airplane games like Microsoft flight simulator who sit at the end of a virtual airport and watch airplanes land. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be fantastic. Uh, so that would yeah to me it's I think it, it would be a great addition to bring some life.
0: I have some thoughts a <laughs> uh, okay, okay. couple things there are two other AI things that I think help with immersion one not as much because it's not as high fidelity and one that actually will probably be somewhat of a playbook going forward. the first being the traffic at area 18. Um the only reason I say that 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 gives us movement but clearly it's not true AI traffic because even the ships are ultra tiny compared to actual ships and they look very poor and I think it was a, just a short term fix. Oh yeah well, yeah. Apparently a long term fix but you know something that'll eventually change in game. Um the other is actually the cargo um the large cargo um movers in orison. Oh, just those point. just those being there make the city feel more alive. Right. You right. know. And, you know, I think just to kind of extend what you're talking about, the AI in general once it's smarter will make the game feel more exciting we don't see ai take an elevator up to the bar we don't see ai move around that much it's minimal and it's kind of a pre preset path it's jogging in a circle it's walking from point a to point b and back whereas in the future ai is going to have routines and one thing that chris roberts has said and granted he is a very high promiser um but i do think he will deliver it's just the question of when Yeah, exactly. Is the goal is if you are a pirate, you shouldn't know whether or not you even are hijacking a player or an NPC. You shouldn't be able to know the difference. Obviously you'll know the difference to some degree, you know, it's like people running at the spaceport, you know, but, but either way, the idea that he would prefer that that can be semi indistinguishable is an important nuance to understand uh so you know my my thought process is yeah the the challenge will be i think the biggest challenge for true ai depth besides even just i think just performance is going to be when they how they decide to take a quanta and turn it into an experience and how quickly they're able to make a quanta a physicalized NPC, right right versus not and then you know same thing like the the problem with quanta is they need to have all the characteristics of what's going on on the ship it's it's if you're going to make quanta turn into something that you can eventually rob then that also means they need to make the ship Um, not just physicalized, but they need to know what kind of cargo is on the ship based on information in the game. They need to know how many characters are on the ship. They need to know what weapons those characters are carrying. They need to know what skill level those characters have in combat. And then they need the characters to behave in a way that is reminiscent of what would happen if you were robbing their ship. So that's a
1: lot. (laughs) It is a lot. I mean, it is a lot of, a lot to I ask. I think they'll get there
0: though. I think that's why like every time I hear salty Mike and I'm sorry, salty, like you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're usually pretty just, you know, middle of the roadish, or probably skewing a little negative, but uh, not that I even think he listens to this. <laughs> um, but the thing that I hear him say all the time is when is Tony Z going to wake up? And I'm like, I think Tony Z is sitting there behind the scenes, literally crunching numbers and writing everything that's gonna eventually release. Um, I don't think he, you know, and we may even see subtle instances of this where we don't, mm-hmm. we don't even observe it. But I don't think he's not doing anything. You know what I mean? Right. That would be crazy in my mind. No, he's too talented for that. I mean, he's. he he, i think he's too obsessive even for that right
1: but they're all you know they they have definitely powered down in other words they've pushed authority and responsibility down as an organization um you know and that's proof is in the pudding with chris being less visible um you know tony z being less
0: tenants being more yeah
1: yeah right i mean these are all good things um and the quality is still maintaining. It's still maintaining a high level, right? It's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, and so, I I looked him up in response one time because I was just right. curious, and I was just like, "What is his deal?" First of all, he's known Chris Roberts for many, 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 yeah. many, many years. I think going back to Origin, mm-hmm. uh, the gaming company, not the ship manufacturer, right? Um, but also, he has a he had a independent gaming company that i think he really focuses on gaming economics and so i can picture him being in a, in a room by himself and literally sitting there going okay how big is a c1 what are the materials that have to go into a c1 in order to build a c1 and so those materials have to be shipped to Crusader in order for C1s to be built. Like, I literally think he's just, like, so in the data. Like, I think right. he's in spreadsheets galore, right. figuring out some of the, the values for what the economy could bring. I could be completely wrong, but. Yeah,
1: I, I, I actually, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's funny because I've, you know, I, I read one of the comments that said, you know, the B is one of the most common ships seen in the in the system. Mm -hmm. Um, and that may be true, but when you're bringing in, if you can't grow it on your own planet, then you're bringing it in and if you're bringing it in into a planet and it's not going to be something that's extremely limited and very valuable, then you're doing it on big, big ships Mm -hmm. or on medium sized ships with lots of them. Right. I mean, you know, uh, I can remember, just for example, you know, working at the core's factory, uh core beer uh brewery mm-hmm. in Colorado doing a, we were doing a project there and they were talking we did a test run of this system we were putting in that was just going to track uh, the pallets that were used to load trucks. You know, they kept getting lost. Basically, they would move from where they were filled, the pallets were filled, they would move down through different areas. And end up at a truck being loaded. The truck would drive away and you'd have all these empty pallets. You just sat there. And at the other end, they were starving for pallets going, where are all the pallets? And no one could figure out where all the pallets were. Because right? the place is huge. It's the only factory that does cords in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the only one in the world. And we said, well, you know, we had a very, very good test run and everything was like, great. And we were like, man, that's a lot of throughput. We did 250 trucks. And a guy looked at us and laughed. He goes, that's a test. Because we normally do like 1,500 trucks a night. Mm. It's like, so you can imagine a factory. That's just a beer factory. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what is happening on a planet like Area 18? You know, how oh. many people live there? How much food would you need? And if if it's not and full of agricultural, yeah. Yeah. it's not Bud's growery doing it. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I think you know you brought it up and you made me think of think of it this way, like if Microtech is the Apple right of our universe or if it's even close, then it's probably one of the most profitable companies. But it's not like there's only one store to buy a Moby glass in the verse because it wouldn't right. be the most popular if you could only buy a Moby glass in the verse. So imagine Your car you build rep with Microtech and you're hauling Moby glasses across the verse. You know, you're helping supply Terra with Moby glasses. You're helping so like I think a lot of this sure, a lot some of it unlocks within system, but I think truthfully part of the problem is the economy doesn't truly unlock until there's crafting and until and or a mechanism for the game to craft aka factories or locations where you need to deliver things in order to make things um and then so like nodes of 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 creation and nodes of distribution and then most likely our economy won't feel real or even close to real until we have multiple systems yeah
1: i i I mean i i really you know like you were saying if if microtech you know, has the Apple, is the Apple of the industry. Um, and we're talking a hundred systems. We're talking hundreds of billions of people. That one system is not delivering that. And that means that there's no one person, The if there is a single person in charge of that that company, and they do just one percent of the of the of the equipment produced in the in the universe or the empire are those apples, you're still talking a massive, massive organization that would
0: mm-hmm.
1: it would span multiple solar systems, and it's still yeah. only one percent of the iPhone type mechanisms being produced. Yeah, so there's well, think- 99% being done by something else or groups of others.
0: <clears throat> I think about it this way too, like <clears throat> right now one might assume, granted this is just random now. This is Yeah, it is random. Maybe wine-induced wine and maybe they won't go this granular. But like yeah, Microtech is where they invent the technology. We don't know where they manufacture it. Correct.
1: Now that they could, be, manufacture that it could be. That somewhere else,
0: right? You have
1: Nvidia that does their cards, but they also they do the chipset. So they yeah. have their own cards, but they do send the chips out, and Pony and all those other companies take it and do something else with it.
0: Uh, they might even manufacture it. You know what? I wouldn't even doubt it if they manufactured it, not on Microtech, but in ArtCorp. Right. <laughs> right. So you're yeah. bringing chips. You're bringing chips from Microtech. Cause they probably make the chips in house to ArcCorp, corp. And then that's where other things to create a Moby glass are being delivered. Right. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, they, they need like the Sapphire or whatever crystal it is enables the hologram and all that right. stuff. And then the dyes that come from some kind of plant from another system. Like, I don't know if they're, they might not, they probably won't get that granular, but if they even get one tenth of that granularity, then you start to see how hard of a job Tony Z has and why he might be super quiet.
1: Correct. Yeah. Now, you know, it's it's just a, a monstrous exercise, no matter how you cut it. You know, are you going to make yeah. multiple wristbands? You know, you have one for the elderly that has giant buttons. You have another one that's uh, got a different pattern to it. You know, it's the Sony version of the wrist
0: <laughs> yeah. bracelet. You know, it's... Uh... Well, I I genuinely think they're like the Apple where (coughs) it's not like there's not a flavor of Moby glass. It's it's Moby glass. And then there's maybe I think down the road they'll have it so that you can quote unquote download different apps to it so that you can arrange your Moby glass how you want. Because let's face it, if. If you're not going to be a bounty hunter, there's no point in having the bounty hunting app on your glass. And there's no reason why a consumer technology would allow you to have a a bounty hunting app. Like I think the missions app is going to break down into individual apps based on career. Agreed. Agreed. So you might have a CDF app or like a, you know, some other, I don't know. All right. We're, we're getting yeah, we into a lot. What? Uh, so what are your questions for the week, Seagar? So, so I've got two different ones.
1: Um, I think they're both really good. I'm going to go with the second They sound
0: one. related-ish. Uh,
1: one is kind of related, but I'm going to go with uh, the second one, and I'll save mm-hmm. the one. Okay, so the question is, uh, what mechanism, you know, game mechanism will drive us out of our armor and undersuits while in our ships or on a planet. So does that kind of make sense? Like
0: yeah. So what fa- what what external pressures do you foresee correct. us changing our wardrobe essentially? Correct.
1: I mean, do you just start getting stir crazy and you lose your focus and you can't your eyes don't focus anymore, yeah. You know, I you know, I don't know, equipment failure. what's it gonna be? Is it I, I suspect it'll be an uncomfortableness factor of some kind. And a better suit
0: would let you stay in oh, it longer, right? This has me sixteen different ideas. It just, yeah, that's why I, picked it, I it. like that's, it's a big broad question. It is. And uh,
1: that's why I went with this one. The other one's good. The other one's good. Um, so we'll use it next week. But I'll go post that out there right now.
0: Excellent. Well, keep track of the
1: other question. <laughs> yep, I've got it written down. I always do it on the Oh, window. great.
0: Um, excellent. So we did get one question uh, this week. It was from Noctis Actual. And he said, thoughts, we need to stop exploits in Star Citizen. And then he linked to a thread that is no longer valid. However, and if this wasn't your intention, Noctis, I apologize, but it does sound very similar to a big thing that came up, which is why I waited till this point. You know, we saw uh, in the past week a big sort of kerfuffle about hacking in the game. Um, and who was the – why uh, can't I remember his name? It's not, not Captain you,
1: Burks. It, oh, it's – uh. For, um,
0: Alpha, no. Uh, it's something like that. Avenger it's, One. Avenger, Avenger One. One. Yep. Avenger One posted a video of evidence uh, that clearly displayed. It, it was clear that hacking exists. It, it included a website that you could go to with tips and tricks for exp, exploits and everything. And then it also included, you could see, an actual UI associated with cheating within star citizen. And so Noctis, if this wasn't what you were getting at, it's still sort of, in my opinion, the same thing. And so correct us if we're wrong, but essentially you're acting, you know, what are our reactions to that? Um, So it sounds like you're familiar with, with it as well. So I also
1: think he's talking about things like, uh, you know, exploits where you used to be able to hover over a building and, refill your ship without landing right oh that type of exploit also
0: all right so so why don't we start with some more like definitive cheating and then we could kind of broaden it to okay simple exploits gotcha
1: so so simple cheating for me um, I I don't like it um, but it also is a it's greatly it's greatly um, Driven by, uh, it's it's greatly driven by competition to be the best. To specifically over other players, uh, when it crosses over just being able to harass other players, it's griefing. Uh-huh. There's a solution for that if you can prove it. They get kicked out. All right. Um, so, as far as the player versus player competition. I'm not competing with anybody. It's going to be annoying. I'm going to lose a ship to someone who does something stupid with a cheat. Um, it, it's going to piss me off at the time. But I do think I can deal with that probably better than a group of players all flying unrealistically, you know, an entire group having, you know, javelins and just going around and beating up on everybody. hmm um, it's not really a realistic gameplay i mean um if you know if that many javelins were sold to pirates or to civilians then certainly i would expect the navy to show up with you know 15 of the biggest carriers they got yeah to destroy them right it just doesn't so that unrealistic use of ships in the game probably bothers me more than um, some individual running around and having an instant kill missile or a gunfire. It's going to happen. It could happen even with a guy just showing up and just shoot my ship with a normal ship um, and blowing me up. That's part of the fun of the game for me. Yeah, I think the the instances and the encounters I've had have been few and far between where I've said, "Wow, I think that person's been cheating." Uh, so for 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 me borderline care bear but wanting to play pvp i'm i don't like it but i accept that it's going to happen in one way or shape or form
0: but but you're uh you're pvp the outside of star citizen bay like jump town type things you're looking for emergent pvp right you're looking to yeah yeah to avert um, you're looking to stop someone from boarding your cargo ship and getting away with all of your your cargo and then bringing someone in to repair your ship and carrying on right right
1: you know and um uh as an example i had a guy this. who a guy who used the um what do you call it the uh, emp uh, mm-hmm. three ships they just kept tag teaming me as i climbed out um in my hole A, and literally as I started the ship every time, it would just immediately shut down as another guy PV, you know, just EMP'd me. They'd just sit next to me and EMP me. Um, it was so I just went down to the ground. I, I didn't quit the game. I, I did wait and try to negotiate with them, uh, so that I could lure them close. And I set myself to self destruct and took at least one of them with me. So, uh, to me, that's. It was frustrating. I lost, uh, you know, a cargo uh, ship full of cargo and probably an hour for the gameplay, uh, but I was playing by myself and I, and I get that's the chance. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm a, not a competitive dog fighter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be you the best. I just want to be able to hold my own. Um, and if I'm a cargo guy, I definitely, you know, I'm trying to work on strategies to avoid, being caught one of them is run um, mm-hmm. the placement of weapons on freighters and stuff is not really smart right now it's not I don't think it helps the pilot I mean what does a mole need for example what does a mole need two forward facing guns even on gimbals for All right it's mm-hmm. not a dog fighter it's like taking a semi tractor into a freaking parking lot and trying to race it'd be
0: better to have point defense <clears throat> point missiles. Defense,
1: correct um, excessive amounts of chaff and good shields. Yeah,
0: um, uh, especially for the pea shooters that it right. has. Like, just make them point defense and right.
1: And if I'm going to have a turret, I would rather have a turret for ground defense. When I'm yeah. parked mining, I have a turret on the bottom of the ship to keep people away from my ship. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, point defense is a much a more point. practical thing. Uh, ships yeah. like the Freelancer. Uh, we have a little turret on the back, but we have massive guns on the front. Put mm-hmm. the massive guns on the frickin' turret. Put a chin gun on the... <laughs> put a chin turret on that sucker.
0: <laughs> well, that's why it's so funny. People complain about my favorite ship. Um, and if you don't know, I'm sorry, folks. But, you know, there's no pilot-controlled guns. Um, I don't need pirate, pilot-controlled <laughs> right. guns. Like, right. what am I going to do in a carriage? With pilot-controlled guns, yeah, correct, yeah, like that's that is just a waste of time. As a pilot, right. I'm better off trying to focus on where the fire is yeah. coming and, and adjusting the ship so that I don't have anyone in the blind spot, which there's very few of or, or barely any at all. So, right. I, um, you know, it's
1: it's weird. I also come with that that real life experience of being on tanks, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, fifty caliber is a fierce weapon, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you could fire that all day at me into my tank. I will probably not realize you're even shooting at me, mm-hmm. and I will probably not find any marks on the tank uh There may be a dust ring where the bullet hits it's not gonna dent the armor and it's it's not gonna chip the paint. The armor won't give enough literally yeah. it will not give enough so it doesn't crack the paint um we you know you literally could go armor all at anything on a tank and it becomes fresh uh it's not good because it's flammable but it's you know it's true so i look at armor and things like that in the game and i go well if i have armor and a bullet hits it small arms is not a threat missile that might be yeah so anyway i cut you off
0: oh no that was cool you're good um i personally it's a great question um yeah I guess my whole thing is yes, CIG needs to do what it can to. Pr- I don't know why I said it like kind of like like I was like um, Cardi B. C I um, yeah. G, yeah, <laughs> CIG needs to. Um, um they certainly need to do what they can to stop exploits. I think this early in the game's development, if as long as it's you know, I think they should investigate and figure it out, especially if it is like a a user interface thing that people can use to actually cheat. I think that the example that we saw was people can change the firing speed of their ship to be like, you know, 300 rounds a second or something, something insane to where you could just like practically, it seems like a one shot kill of a ship. um, And, or, you know, fly your ship without having any G force at like breakneck insane speeds, those things where it makes it feel like you're, Experiencing desync when you're maybe not. Those are ridiculous. But my big thing is people, and I would hope that none of our listeners were cheaters, but why do you want to play this game and you get so much satisfaction out of using some sort of hack? It's one thing when it's an exploit from the sense of like, hey, right now the game's letting me float above the ground and someone could run in and pay and then have the cargo distributed. But that's because we know that that's not going to be a thing. That's why Seaguard Sig- and I don't play those games, because we know, like, we don't bother doing that, because we know it's not going to be a viable gameplay mechanic right. in the future, and we just prefer to train ourselves otherwise. Um, but, you know, not everyone is we like... No also suck. <laughs> no, Steve. <laughs> but, but, like, why... Why do you even want to play yeah. your, your hacking doesn't make you superior. It makes you pathetic. Right. It's like you are, you can't even attempt to try to play the game properly that you're going right. to use cheats and exploits instead of just play a game and be the best at it. What has happened in your life that you feel the need that the only way that you can enjoy a game is to, One, create misery for others, and two, get an unfair advantage that, you know, like, shouldn't exist. Um, So, you know, that's my 20 cents. People, it's ridiculous. Don't don't do it. I don't like any exploits because I just don't want to get banned. I don't want, I don't care about getting 16 ships when I know I get some sort of, like, repeating thing that's more annoying to me. You know, like, any of that stuff I just don't like.
1: Well, it's funny on the exploit parts. I can I can understand someone doing like um, like we we did it quite a bit early on. We would do things like take the mole, hang it out the bottom, basically put it oh uh, the, rock. the rock. I'm sorry, we put the rock on the bottom of a torus or the Valkyria on the back of the ramp, right? And mm-hmm. the pilot would lower the ship down close to where the mine or the uh, the material was to be mined, and then we would mine from the ship. Uh, mm-hmm. So we didn't have to get out and drop the ramp. And, but at that time, the ramps were buggy. It was kind of a pain. And every time you got on and off, you had a chance of crashing your ship and, and blowing things up. Um, I have really shifted from... I was never in, in that much into making the money in the game, partly because I have a lot of ships. I put too mm-hmm. much money into the game in real cash. Um, but I don't have to. For me, it's the experience, and what I focus on, it's like that whole discussion around the armor and fitting it onto a Corsair, it's the preparation. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to come in the game, wake up on my ship, put on whatever I'm going to wear, and walk to the cab and fly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to have to wake up in my apartment, take the shuttle, the elevator down, go buy water, go buy food, Oh, I forgot I didn't get a medical gun. Let me go get back and get a cam light, you know. I want to be able to get on my stay on my ship and do stuff um, and be efficient. And when I mm-hmm. meet up with someone, all I want to do is hand in them my cargo to go sell it. Yeah. I mean, that's all I want. When I'm mining, I want to mine, and I want to if I'm going to play for an hour or 2 hours a day, most of the time it's going to be an hour um, because it's during the week. I want to be productive. I don't want to take forty five minutes to get out and then get halfway there. And My wife says, Hey, it's time for dinner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hit yeah. escape. I'll wake up in the hab in the morning, right? I gotta start over again. So I'm focused on preparation. Um uh a big thing for me and the how to load the ship. It's easy for everyone to bring their equipment with them and meet you, right? It's even yeah. better if they can just show up on your ship. Or they show yeah. up on the same station and they just walk to your ship. Uh, yeah. You already have the equipment there for them. They don't have to do anything. You got weapons. You got armor. You all look the same. It's easy. You get going. Uh, Agreed. So that's kind of a, that's kind of the the my thought. Yeah. So ex, exploits less more on process and procedure.
0: Now I would say this: I don't think mining from the back of a ship with a rock is an exploit. I would say uh, down the road, it'll probably be trickier even without the bugs. But um, yeah,
1: I would, I would say that in real life, when you do things like that, in my experience, it usually starts with a watch, hold my beer and watch this shit. Mm -hmm. And it usually ends with like you cutting a portion of your ramp off your ship And losing blowing up the right front tire on your mining rock. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It it works wonderful until it goes bad and then it's really bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I would hope then the idea is that what you're mining in the rock is good enough. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Ultimately had (coughs) night is gonna be a thing and there's you know, and it's gonna be needed for things. And you could choose either to mine it in a rock or you can hand mine it. Right. You know, so once there is an economy, it goes back to what we were talking about before, then the need for Hadnite changes based on what's needed in given areas. And even then, there will always be, I think the thing that we don't talk about a lot is there will always be places that require Hadnite. The difference will be is where I'm located close enough to bring it to the other place in a meaningful amount of time to justify doing that versus something else right And then and or is there a closer place to mine had night so you know say it's to granted maybe maybe even just a quick easy example, maybe had isn't really necessary in um, Stanton. But some of the independent settlers of Pyro really need it. And so they put out a comm to Stanton because they don't want to deal with pirates. Um, but they put out a comm to Stanton because they know Stanton isn't as UEE as other systems to request Hadonite. At that point, then Hattonite, a Haddonite route is pretty well possible and could be extremely profitable until they hit the number that they need in order to not need it anymore. And, or it gets too dangerous to try and ship it because pirates are noticing that traffic. Right. So, um, excellent. So, uh, before doing the wrap up, I did have something I wanted to bring up to our listeners. We are after this recording is uploaded seven episodes, if I'm not mistaken, Away from a hundred episodes. Wow! So, I would like to know from listeners. You could submit through any of the ways that we submit any of our other content. But I'd love to know if there's anything you'd like us to do special for our hundredth episode. We've got about two months and a week if we record every week before that episode happens, and so it's plenty of time to prepare and I'd love to know what people's thoughts are. So please submit those. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, isn't it?
1: It'd be neat to be able to do that. Like in the, one of the bars in star citizen.
0: That's right. Well, let's, well, we can always, if you get them in sooner, we can figure it out sooner. So, yeah. you
1: know, please you do, do it in so Twitch own. or something instead.
0: Uh, I will say most certainly we will have special guests, Um, We'll probably have a look back at certain moments from episodes, but if anyone has any other, any other thoughts or questions or thoughts or ideas, please submit. Um, Seagard, any final thoughts? Um, I don't, I, by the way, I don't have to go to the bathroom. So
1: (laughs) no, I mean, I've (laughs) talked, I've talked a whole mess. I mean, really there was, there's so many good topics that I would love to continue. I like that pontification or, there's random blue sky thinking. I do uh, too. I, w- I would just say, uh, you know, thanks for everyone who's been, you know, visiting Parlay house. It's been a little slow lately, but there are people there and I do appreciate that. And I'm glad people are enjoying it. Um,
0: I've noticed so some excellent. newbies coming through and maybe it's because we fit. I fixed the link last week. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, no, there's, there, there happy. There was, uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, yeah, Luster was uh, there with probably five or six people I had never knew and I was like, Oh, he must be doing something And uh they were having a grand old time in the uh in the community chat you know channel and uh Oh nice and then you know uh when uh, uh, uh I'm just drawing a blank on his name. Um Oh. hey Padger
0: and that's mage.
1: No, um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Because I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, oh, I can't anyway. Anyway, when our guy showed up, we just dropped down one channel just to, so we could talk without bothering them. Um, mm-hmm. that's gonna that's, drive me nuts. I just, oh, that's gonna drive me nuts, but uh, yeah. I, Oh, Flavius. 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 I yeah, well, you know no, I'm sorry, I was Flavius. I don't know why I was thinking that. Uh I couldn't I just couldn't couldn't put my tongue on it. Uh well, when he showed up we just dropped down a channel. But I mean there's probably probably eleven people on at that point, which is good. It was oh, good wow. to see. And when three eighteen comes, we're gonna see a bunch of people come flooding yeah. back. Um, yeah.
0: And probably would, more activity just longer term, especially if three nineteen comes before Yeah. Before I would say, uh,
1: you know, the one thing I would mention is that, you know, we've never done that interactive kind of um, stage event in Discord you can do, or you're going to have people talking back and yeah. forth. It might be a little hard to manage, but that's an option
0: too. It's, it's not that it's hard to manage. It's hard to record. Ah, okay. So okay. Um, for those, in case there's anyone who knows a better way, Uh, we did way back when we were a different podcast name with an org, try to do a live version of the show. I think this is before you were an official co-host yet, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but we tried to have a live event and the tool that we use right now to record has a limit of 10. And we were going to try and use essentially the stage functionality at uh, on um, Discord. But I did not know, I personally did not know how to record it so that we could hear everybody. Um, so gotcha. if anyone knows an idea how to record Discord um, locations, we could have a, a live um, episode with it. Anyone who wanted to participate, and instead of ask, you know, having people ask questions in advance, they can ask live. And if they want to talk about what they did for science in advance, uh, instead of advance, they could do it live. And same thing, Seagard, you could post a live question and right. have people answer it. Yeah. That'd if not, cool. I know a way of doing it in, I think, Spotify, but it's just not as. It's not as conducive since we already have a community in Discord. So I'll research it. If anyone has any ideas, let me know.
1: Let's ask, and we got seven sessions to figure it out.
0: That's right. Um, Excellent. Well, if you want to tell us how to do any of that stuff or have ideas for our 100th episode or just if you have any questions, thoughts, things you did for science, whatever the case may be, you can email us at citizencastsc at gmail.com. We have a Twitter handle that you could DM, at CitizenCastSC. Uh, you could submit a message through Anchor. Uh, or, of course, you could join our CitizenCast Discord, where we have a bunch of different sections. Uh, I was thinking of adding in a section for media, um, for other content creators that can post their stuff there, so I think I'm going to add that as well. Uh, and then, of course, you could text us or leave a voicemail at 646-783-8154, it's a Google Voice number, um, and a, uh, as you would have probably imagine, we'd love to plug the Parlay House. It's a it's a non-org uh, group, really um, a place a safe place for people to play in between either their org uh, gameplay, uh, or if you're more of a solo player, but occasionally want to be part of a multi-cruise ship, uh, or even just want to hang out in between. Uh, sessions uh, join the parley house Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a pirate if you're an explorer whatever you might be uh, links for that can be found below Uh, and it's a pretty active community Uh, speaking of other active communities friends of our show slipstream are extremely active and which is where checkoff is usually most of the time if you're looking for him Trader. No. (laughs) Um, so take a look Uh, at Slipstream. Their org is below. They are a, um, active community trying to help people in the game and they do it for no cost. Uh, and also check out other content creators. We have earth snorkel and undead parrot putting out YouTube videos. Um, If you're interested in the music from this episode or just music inspired by star citizen, Admiral Cody and Calibri have been creating a soundtrack over the years. And if you have been living under a rock and haven't noticed any of the new fleet viewer stuff created by star jump, um, friends of the show, Grim and VMZO uh, put a lot of work into that as well. And that fellow citizens wraps up another episode of citizen cast. We'll see you next week. Wow, under two hours, Seagard, what are we doing with ourselves?
1: I know. Did you remember <laughs> to do the music?
0: Yes, I remembered the entire time.
1: Okay, I was wondering. I couldn't remember hearing any music. I was like,
0: oh. Oh, that's because we 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 finished all those sections ages ago, and the two of us have just been bloviating for <laughs> probably forty minutes. <laughs>
1: Good, good term bloviating
0: I know I like to use it occasionally you know what it sounds you know why I like it it kind of sounds like um almost like like verbally gassy oh yeah yeah you no know, like there's verbal diarrhea but then there's bloviating it's like it sounds like bloated
1: it does you're absolutely right
0: sorry it's just a random thought
1: No, 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 Bloviation is a good Bloviate, I guess
0: Uh, Now you just gave me that I was going to go with a different episode title But now this one's definitely Bloviation Station
1: Oh, there you go (laughs) 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 That's a good one That's a good one Awesome